Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Welcome to the show. Bassus is here. Aloha. And Rachel's here. Greetings. And very soon, Nicole Scherzing is going to be here. Tell us about Nicole, Rachel. I'm going to tell you three facts about Nicole. Yes. Nicole is a former Pussycat doll. Nicole has been nominated for an Olivier Award. And Nicole is choosing willingly to marry into your family. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say it's a different side of the family, but it's not. It's like really close to us. Same surname. Yeah. No, very close. Um, anyway, uh, would you like to do those three facts again, please? Number yes. Fact number one. Uh, I've got a thing. I've got oh. a thing. Number one. Nicole is a former pussycat doll. Can you not talk over the stink? Oh, sorry. Thank you. Actually, you did the fact first, then we'll do this. Okay. Uh, fact number one. Nicole Scherzing is on the show in a bit. Fact number one. She is a former pussycat doll. She has been nominated. Rachel. Oh, so I thought you wanted me to keep going. I said fact number one. Therefore, you might think I'm going to do fact number two. Let's start again. Okay. Oh, forget it. She's on the show later. Don't (laughs) worry about it. See, this is what happens when you don't turn up to rehearsal. (laughs) I didn't know there was one. Mondays and Fridays Mm, without fail. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Parenting. Super parenting tips. Rachel loves these. Overall, it was discipline in the house. You don't turn out that light... I will unscrew those light bulbs and you will be going into a dark room at the age of three and you will be scared. So you better start learning to turn off those lights. You have someone else make your bed, okay? I'm going to take the mattress and throw it down the balcony. And then you carry it upstairs and you make your own bed again. So this is the way that my kids grew up, you know? And there was like, there was crying there. Or when I burned their shoes, when she left, my daughter left her shoes for the three times in front of the fireplace. Uh-huh. I said, the third time it goes in fire. The third time it did go in the fire right in front uh-huh. of her and she was crying the whole night. Yeah, that, those things happen. But now she does the same to her daughter. Uh-huh. And now she says, that was great that you did that. Do you like Rich's uh, reaction there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I sort of wish I hadn't asked. <laughs> Wait till he, wait till he gets under the bit of how he teaches them to ski. Just chucks them out of a helicopter, does he? Oh, if only. Yeah, they would have prayed for that. <laughs> don't, you don't make your bed. I throw the mattress down the stairs. No. You sleep oh, on the balcony. No, the balcony. Off the balcony. By the way, don't slow down with the accent, otherwise you turn into Sean Connery. <laughs> All right, so how Arnie... 
would you go with parenting? I mean, you know, the answer would be not at all. Yeah, but how close would you go? Uh, so we have here Rachel in Huddersfield. Uh, morning, team. My Arnie-style parenting tip. Don't ask them to be careful. Ask them about the dangers they can see. <laughs> I can't do this accent at all. <laughs> and when they fail, don't gasp and react. Wait and see what they need. Most of the time, they brush it off and try... Again, but if parents' reaction to falling is big, then they learn falling is scary. Like that. That's as Arnie as um, Rachel gets. This, no about, burning of the shoes. What? No burning of the so shoes. Not so far. Maybe oh, she'll yes. text again. Maybe they don't have a fire. <laughs> yeah. My kids were crying on the ski slopes. I want to go in. I want to go hot chocolate. There will be no hot chocolate. You know, the usual kindergarten <laughs> cop kind of a thing. Uh-huh. You know, there will be no hot chocolate. I said, we're going to ski four runs. And then there's a hot chocolate. As you know, after the first run. Yeah, but I'm cold. I said, so am I. So what? So what? So now let's go be cold and then go skiing. And I said, the more we ski the bumps and the more we ski the powder, the warmer we get and the more we warm up. I said, so let's get going. And so now today, when they come up to Sun Valley with their friends, they get up after the dinner with their wine glass and they say, we want to toast daddy. Because he made us good skiers, and that's why we're here today. That's why we enjoy skiing. Mark Wogan's got his Arnie T-shirt on. (laughs) Mark, send us your most Arnie parenting tip or parenting method. I'll give you mine. Okay, so this is the most Arnie Tash and I have ever been uh, with one of our kids. It was Noah. Um, Noah, very much, you know, we learned from him, and I'm still learning from him because he was our first child together. Um, and he took the brunt of it. So, you know, we learned together, and the other children are benefiting from the fact that uh, Noah was and remains a work in progress. But he is such a fantastic kid. We were talking about it last night. He said, he said, Dad, you know, that's why I'm, ama- I'm an amazing kid. I said, you're amazing apart from that bit because mm. you can't say, he went, I know, I know, but that's what we're talking about. And I am a mate. I know, I know I'm a great, I'm a really good son. I know I am. I went, Fair enough, you are. And then we moved on. And um, one day, Noah ripped up three of his reading books when he was about f- I don't know, four, maybe four mm-hmm. or five. I can't remember. Um, I think it was four or five. I think probably four. And he ripped them up and then he ripped some up again and he was ripping books up and we thought, oh no, that's really not good. And we didn't know what to do. And he was he had a lot of books in his room. He had those, you know those lovely bookshelves that you can get mm. you lean against the wall? Oh yeah. They're like works of Front art. Facing. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah. And so he had all those. And he did love his books, but he just thought whether it's fun or not, we couldn't really get to the bottom of why he was ripping them up. And so one night after he went to sleep, we took all his books away. We snuck into his room. We took every single book away. The ones on the shelves, the ones by his bed, the ones downstairs. And he loved his books because we always have story time. We still have story time. Uh, it's quarter past seven every night and everybody goes to the twins' room. Eli goes, Noah goes, I go, Tash goes. And we all have story time. And it's absolutely, it's a lovely, lovely way to sort of begin the end of the day. It's a beautiful way. And we've always done it. And um, this morning he woke up and all his books had gone. And he says, where's all my books? I said, well, they gone because they don't like being ripped up. It hurts them. And he said, I promise I'll never do that again. I said, well, maybe if you if you mean it, uh, maybe they'll be back tomorrow. And they were, and he never did it again. But that's as Arnie as we've ever got. So good, Arnie. That's, that's great. Arnie. I think that's, that's really good. good. Yeah. I don't think that's Arnie. I think it's, I think it's a bit, I think it's, it's a little It's on Arnie. the way to Arnie, but it's quite a few steps behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's not on the way to Arnie, but it's as Arnie as we go. What yeah. about you? How Arnie do you get? I'm really bad because I go, I threaten Arnie, Right. And then don't follow through. So they get the, the brunt of 
Arnie dad, right? But then, then, then they know that there's no, there's no actual substance to it. So, so I do the damage, and then don't follow through. So they, they don't really know Worst that there's any boundaries. So I, I, ever, yeah, it's terrible. Explains so, I, so I, much. I will say things like, honestly, Matthew, if I see you with your phone in your room one more time, I'll give you a fiver. I will cancel your contract. <laughs> I don't even know how to cancel a contract. And he knows you don't know how. You never do anything like that. Your your, your dadmin is non-existent. Your dadmin is... Well, mine, the, the only person who's second yours is mine. Yeah. I'm even worse than you are. But you have no idea how to do that. And he knows that. Completely. He goes all right then. He's also probably got a burner under his pillow. No, he's got loads. He's that kind of kid. For, for when, for he's got his own budget. He's got his own... He's financially independent ever since he bagged the job in the bike shop. For, yeah, for when uh, for when we do confiscate his phones, he's fine. He's well, how others. are... That's a... That's a... It's entertaining, but it's a rubbish contribution to how Arnie are you, because that's like... Zero, that's minus Arnie. No, it's not, because I threaten Arnie. Now, Arnie would just get the phone and Throw it smash it up in, yeah, his, like smash. in front of him. He'd eat it. Yeah. He would eat it. That's what he'd eat. He'd eat it. He'd go, hmm, that was nice. Got another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah? Anyone for seconds? What about you, Rach? What's the most Arnie I you get? I, I can't think. Um, like, uh, we've threatened stuff, but we've never had to follow through with it. Like with the um, with the phone thing. Ooh. So ours have got to put their mobile phones in the charger drawer when they go to bed so that we make sure they're not up in their rooms because they do have them up in their rooms because they need them for their homework and their computers are up in their rooms. So, um, but I'll check in the morning. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's You're not going to so get away with that yeah. one. <laughs> what? So they use their phones for all like the school login yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind them having it up in their rooms. It's just it's got oh, to be in the charger drawer well. from nine o'clock. <laughs> but from I can check. No, they yeah. can have a, they can have phones in their rooms on their own till nine pm at night. Yeah, if they're doing their homework. If they're doing homework, yeah. trust them. <laughs> Which they're, oh, they're messaging their not. friends. I don't they're have teenagers. a problem with that. It's, you don't trust them. Um, Arnie <laughs> tips. Hazel, hi, Chris and team. I was driving on my own with my children in the car, and they were arguing over one book. That they both wanted. In exasperation, I reached back, grabbed the book, opened my car window, and threw it out. Probably not my best moment, but my kids remember it to this day. <laughs> you, well, you get to a point, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, give us, give us your version of that, then. I can't think of one. Come on, please. I, I would genuinely like to, but I cannot think of one. I'm sure the kids could text me and tell me one. David Grimsby. They're not going to text you anything if you're letting them yeah. take their phones down on the clock. They say, no, 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 we're cool, we're cool, we're cool. Don't, don't, don't say anything to her about anything. Um, I once took the whole Wi-Fi hub out of the house on a day of business meetings. The kids didn't know what to do, says David Grimsby. Nice. Oh, yeah, we've turned the Wi-Fi off occasionally. When Matthew's in mid-FIFA, <laughs> that, that does not go down well. <laughs> Sally and Harper, we once had to take our son home from a sleepover at Grandma's as he had an argument with his brother. We had to stick to what we said, but he didn't stop crying for hours. That's the thing, isn't it? When you do say something and it just makes it worse and they go into melt... Walt does that. Walt goes into meltdown. And when Walt goes into meltdown, there is... I don't know how... I still don't know how we've ever got him back. We get him back, but I can't remember how because it's such a, it's such an arduous process. It's such a, a war of attrition. And he's totally committed to it. And we're not because we've got other things to do. <laughs> he's totally committed to being him. 24... That's the thing about kids, isn't it? They're twenty four seven. Them, it's, their whole project is is how to get what they want, and we take them on now and again for an hour a day. And they go, yeah, well, that's an hour. <laughs> I got I'm, I'm twenty three. I'm full time at this. You want to bring it on? Yep, that kind of thing. Can we say it? No. I can't. I, I can't I'm with. Think of one. I'm with Arnie on the skiing thing. 
Like, look, it's a bit cold. You don't have a hot chocolate immediately. I'm fine with it. I thought, well, the one thing I don't like it when they say, oh, Dad, I'm uncomfy. Oh, shut up, uncomfy. It's fine to be uncomfy. Some if you If it's winter and you're cold, that's okay. It's winter, you're cold. You should be cold. Oh, hang on a minute. Mark Wogan's, uh, he bans his um, offspring from saying the word basically. £100 fine every time they say it. That's quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> Kids have got some resources. Wow. Oh, no, £100 up for grabs, but it goes down by a fiver every time they say basically. <laughs> I like Good that, don't idea. you? Yeah. Like would be another one. Current thir- this month's is currently £35, and it's only October the 3rd. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, extra sunshine now on the radio. Vasas, who may I be talking about? Don't you wish your breakfast show had guests like ours? She's the pussycat doll who sold over 60 million records worldwide, been a judge on most massive talent shows worldwide, and is now back in the West End. She's starring in Sunset Boulevard at London's Savoy Theatre, so please welcome the legend we call Nicole Scherzinger. Good morning, Nicole. Thank you for that <laughs> intro. I brought the sunshine you this did. morning, Thank you Chris. so much. And to the West End. I didn't realise, A, it's already on, because it's not really on, it's previewing uh, your Sunset Boulevard. Opening night officially is in uh, a week and a half 12th. time. Yes. But you're already smashing it, because my friends have been, and they have been so... Uh, positively expletive about your show. Oh, bless you, I told you what they said off the air. I can't say it on the air, but uh, <laughs> they loved it. Oh, good. How are you loving it? Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I'm like in the thick, we're in the thick of it, right? We're in preview, so we're rehearsing all day. We're tweaking things, fine-tuning things, still playing, exploring, and then at night, you know, seven shows a week. So we are doing it, but it's um, quite an experience. It's the role of my life, and it's an honor to be working with Andrew again, and now with Jamie Lloyd for the first time, who's just brilliant and uh, an amazing cast of 30 people working alongside some brilliant people, Tom Francis, um, David Thaxton, Grace Hudgett um, Young. And um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's full on. And uh, I'm loving people's response to it. Yeah, well, it's it's off the chain. And blink and you'll miss it because here's the thing: you think, okay, because you see the, you see the year 2024. So this run is on till 2024, but it's only the sixth of Jan, and 2024 is basically a breath away. Yeah. So it is going to be over before you know. It. Sunset Boulevard, WestEnd.com. I don't know if any tickets are still available. Maybe there are. Um, there are. But this we is the can't hot. Wait to see you. This is the hot ticket in town. Uh, so Nicole, you say you're tweaking things still, rehearsing in the day. My friend went to see it, Susanna, who knows her onions. She knows her onions. She went to see it. And uh, she said it's like as good as it can get. So what the heck are you tweaking? What's the last thing that you personally tweak? Well, I'm, I'm I'm always working on the character and what I can um bring to the table. 
I think it's just, and you know, we're obviously working on the technical side, and Jamie is always tweaking. But for for us, the the entire experience is really stripped back, and so honest and and raw so how can you make it even more real and authentic right and not be putting anything on um the show is unlike any other show we're combining i think for the first time what jamie has done is combining film with theater so we actually have live 100 percent live cameras in the show the entire time wow yeah so it's um it's unlike anything else. That is incredible, isn't it? And that gives an extra buzz to the performance, I would imagine. It, it does. It oh also makes you make sure to keep up on your face regimen as well. Especially because <laughs> you've you basically good. just finished work. You're on the way home, aren't you, this morning? I mean, because yes. you finished so late at night. Yeah. Um, you have to deploy a whole different ritual, different regime, different schedule. How is that? Because that has to go hand in hand with what you're doing on stage. Because if one doesn't work, it knocks the other one off. You've got to get it all right, haven't you? Your body and your your voice is now your temple. So you kind of have to, I kind of, I wake up and I train because I want to be a weapon on that stage. This is the most important role of my... I want to be a weapon. That's so cool. weapon. And that's how I approach it. And if you see it, it's quite physical. It's more than... It's even more than singing and acting, it's like it's it's very physical. And your voice is your internal scorecard for your daily well being. I know that when I'm tired or run down, the voice is the first thing to go. The last thing you need is this interview today. I can only apologize, but we are selling tickets, I suppose. Um, mm. how is the day then? What will if you were if you're not doing this, once the run starts and you don't have to rehearse anymore, what's gonna ha- well, how's your day gonna pan out? How's it gonna I don't know. I, it's weird because I, I guess being a creative, I am quite a night owl anyway. anyway. And so I, I think, and after the show, it's hard for me to come down. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine I'd just make sure I'd get some, I'd probably be up for a while and then get some rest and then literally wake up. I train and um, do all the other things, the other parts of my life that I've been working on, my music and other things to just get it all in a row, but get stay in the right uh, just in the positive head frame and um, the right head space to be able to come because this show is no joke. This modern day version of Norma Desmond, this m- modern day contemporary version of Sunset Boulevard, like you have to be connected. Like there's no being on autopilot on that stage. You have to like fully bring it, like fully packed with emotion and be in tune and yeah. connected every every performance have you counted the number of performances there will be have you done that i haven't chris <laughs> i'm trying we, to get through week two we do, chris we do of previews because we sort of do that for a living we do you know it's not the same kind of thing but it's three and a half hours every day and we do count down when we come back from holiday we go eight to seven shows to go to the next break and it gives us a chance to 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 um to pace ourselves and it does work it does yeah. help you know? Yeah, you, I guess I could look at those as opportunities. Every time I go into the stage every night, I'm like, this is another opportunity for me to explore, yeah, yeah. to discover. So everyone's getting every night something really raw and new and unexpected. You've got to see it, Chris. It's it's so I'm unexpected. coming. You try and keep me away, you've got no chance. Um, what's what's going to be the best vintage Scherzinger day, do you think? What's going to be the best day for me to come? I, I mean... Look, I had a show Monday, and I, we were buzzing. Yeah, from we had it. I was Sunday like, off. Let's Maybe go. Monday's the night. I was like, let's go. I was like, it's going off on a Monday, <laughs> y'all. 
Mama Desmond is in the house. Sunset is popping. So how does it work? How many songs? Um, what's the stage time? Give us a bit more color. I mean, we've got some iconic songs that are, I mean, the Norma Desmond songs, uh, With One Look, A Perfect Year, um, As If We Never Said Goodbye, um, being uh, interpreted and I internal I tend to interpret internalized songs a little differently. I mean, in my in my own way. So that's been, by the grace of God, being really well received. And I think the entire thing with an intermission is maybe two and a half hours. Right. So it's this proper big old show. Yeah. Are you what? Do you get any time off stage? Um, not really. Oh uh, God, if you've ever imagine. seen a Jamie Lloyd show, you just on? <laughs> um, he is. Uh, kind of keeps you wow. he, he wants to keep you a part of it so that you're fully connected the entire time <laughs> so. and the thing is you know you're doing it every night this is the, you know we go and see shows in the west end don't we i went to see the producers eight times you know and obviously oh, i wow. have fifth sixth seventh eighth time i'm there they're doing every single performance like and the audience some of the people have saved up their money it's a big anniversary it's the 60th birthday you know it's a it's a group get together it's a really big deal and you've got to it is it is every show like it's the first time and the last time combined how do you do that what, what do you have a mantra do you do you have a get together do you put your heads together do you hold hands do you yeah so after our group warm-ups um i lead a prayer uh, we all get in a prayer circle or a meditation circle, circle of gratitude that just connects us all before the show and reminds us why we are there. And it's those opportunities aren't uh, you can't take them for granted. This is you the know, thing, isn't it? you just like you never know, and you just have to. Every breath, every moment is is an opportunity to be able to share the gifts and the talents that we have with others. And you never know, we can make a difference in someone's life out there. I mean, uh, Jamie likes to call this show, uh, it's an art installation. One of my favorite things he says, and I hope he doesn't kill me, is he says, I'm, we're not giving them what they want. We're teaching them what they didn't know. Yeah. And so it's um, it's an honor to be a part of this production. It's, like I said, it's unlike anything out there. And... Uh, the response has been really um, freaking amazing. Oh. <laughs> there, uh, people are saying, my friend uh, um, uh, surprised me last night, Neil Patrick Harris, and he's brilliant director and actor himself, and he was quite blown, blown away. Blown away. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. So, so cool. It's so cool. You know, your story's so cool, and you didn't expect to get this call, did you, ever? And then you didn't <laughs> expect to say yes to getting a well you didn't take it that further that far either but when you did get the call it's like, it was literally like why me so why did you why did you respond with why me how why would i want to play this role why would this role even want me to to think about playing this role? well i guess i didn't know much about the story to be honest with you and i i guess i thought it was about age and an old famed movie star who was just lost in the past and couldn't get past it and it's not about that it's deeper it's about a human experience and we've all dealt with loss before we've all dealt with feeling needy we've all dealt with feeling not enough or things aren't enough in our lives you know feeling like we we all know what that that feels like and um feeling of loneliness lone norma is a very lonely character but she's also still very passionate so much to give yeah with what she does so um, I think it's a story that 
a lot of people, everyone can relate to the human story with all the characters in the show. So I, um, that was me uh, being um, miseducated at, at the time. And then when I looked at the script and the story and fell madly in love with the music, I was like, I think I am the modern day Norma Desmond <laughs> in real life, actually. Then you got excited. <laughs> I got. that's connection, isn't it? I got excited. I was scared. And then, honestly, I've really just trusted Jamie and let him take the reins. He had a real vision for this. I literally came up in a dream for him to do this this role, and he just knew, and I'm, I've just been with him ever since. Him and Andrew, I've been trusting them. Yeah, you sat, you're, I mean, this is the no-sell-sell, isn't it? This is fantastic. This is what makes you want to gag to get a ticket to go and see it. Um, I didn't realise the Pussycat Dolls have sold 60 million records. Have we? That's a load, isn't it? I mean, I thought it was more than that. Oh, come no. on, <laughs> shut up. Really? Get out of here. That's all. Were you in the Pussycat Dolls with Sia, my friend Sia? Um, that was the very beginning of the, the dolls. So, yes, I had the um, wonderful opportunity and honor of working with Sia, beautiful dancer. Do you know, because she's like, she's one of our best friends in Los Angeles now as a family. Amazing. Um, it was when I first came in and got to know them and she kind of took me under her wing. Yeah, she, she was, was in lovely. Star Trek. She's now an interior designer. She's a she's a killer surfer. We Le- met her at surf school. Le- legs for days. Unbelievable. I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Just forget it. Yeah. Should we listen to this? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Pussycat Dolls, how old were you when you joined the Pussycat Dolls? I think I was about 25. So you were all, 20 years been, ago. You've been singing and dancing since you were 14-ish or earlier than that even? Well, when I was six, I discovered Whitney Houston and that changed so that, my life. And that's where all my dreams, <laughs> everything clicked for me. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I guess I've been singing and since really I came out of my mother's womb and dancing just kind of my mother was a hula dancer so I watched my family and my tutu which means grandma in Hawaiian is a singer yeah. she would play the ukulele and they would perform wow. the family my mother comes from 10 uh, family of 10 brothers and sisters so they would go on and I, I kind of grew up with that and grew up in church uh, around music so and you showed the re- you've always shouldered the responsibility of looking after your family yeah, I mean, we came from extremely humble beginnings, from and I'm nothing. so so grateful for that because yeah. it's the reason why I have the teeth, the big teeth and the big balls that I have, Chris. Because um, when you come from nothing, you know, you don't take anything for granted, and you appreciate everything, and it gives you that hunger, and it it really truly builds you to be who you are. Where you know, um, what what doesn't break you will make you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and to stick with that all the way through because you've always been like that and the thing about you talk about your career you say it's not my career it's my family's career almost you, you know you're working on behalf of your family you're there because of your family yeah I mean I come from a big family uh, my mother is my everything um, grew up in a lot of love it wasn't always the easiest of times but um, and, and my faith is a big part of who I am so it always goes back to my faith and my family or uh, the priority in my life and um, they're the reason why I do what I do and I'm grateful that I can support them and take care of my family you know I watched them struggle my whole life so now it's nice that they're uh, back home in Hawaii and um, you know living in the sunshine every day yeah good for them <laughs> <laughs> so can you surf are you a surfer 
Um, I can attempt to. I'm the same. I'm the, yeah, yeah, we can maybe serve together. <laughs> I bet. I bet your attempting is like my greatest moment yet to be. You're probably actually better than me because I was born in Hawaii, but I grew up in Kentucky. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're probably better than I am. How long are you in Hawaii for? Um, I was born there, and I think my mom moved us. Um, to the main island when I was like four. Okay. But then I would go back eventually, always. And now I'm building back home. Right. And you're you're going to go through with this Evans thing. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> we might be family pretty soon. I mean, this is a, tr- this is a fact. <laughs> Isn't you know, that Tom's crazy? dad, Brian, was like my uncle when I was a kid. Yeah. He really was like my uncle. He's the best. We call him Nine Iron. Yeah. Right? Brian Nine Iron. Leg- legendary... Uh, golfer, yeah. I'm I'm in love with the family. I tell Tom like if we don't make it, I'm still gonna be with your family. We're yeah. gonna make it, but I'm just saying I joke. We joke around because he loves my family and I love his family yeah. so much. So, and you're part of that. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Is it gonna be? What do you think? In North America, Portugal, or? Um. Well, with you know, UK my, somewhere in between. My my grandfather is a bishop, so he will. I've always wanted him to marry me, so wow. he would marry us back home in Hawaii, and then um, we're we're in love with Portugal, obviously. What's not to like? So <laughs> I think maybe we would have a reception there, maybe. So my wife and I got we got married in Portugal. Did up in the you? Yeah, yeah, we go. Yeah, we had our party on the beach down Where? at Izzy, Izzy's and all that. You know. Oh my god! Of course we did. I love Izzy's, and I know Izzy personally. She's a brilliant. Yeah, and Paolo from the Allen Beat was my best man. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, um, I didn't know Portugal before Tom introduced me oh, to it. Isn't it beautiful? I'm in love with it. I don't understand why more people don't go. I just no, don't get Chris, it. No, Chris, stop talking about it. Don't There's go. plenty of room, Nicole. You know I that. I don't want to share it. My, my family in Hawaii says, don't teach. <laughs> Is this what they say? Because we love food. So if people like the food, they take the food. So they say, ah, oh, no, don't, don't teach. Don't teach, don't teach. But the trails, um, Portugal is so different to the rest of Europe, isn't it? It's, it's it's a different landscape. It's a different, um, uh, it's a different vegetation. It's just yeah. a, a different. And the caves and everything. Yeah, and the there. Atlantic is supposed to the Mediterranean and the waves and yep. the mountains. And yes. it's just the best, best, best. Because I've even been to the Azores and they have all this. And I love tuna. I feel like I'm, I, I just eat tuna, every, too much tuna. But it's like, yeah. it's gorgeous. Every part of Portugal is so beautiful. Wow. So, but it's going to be Hawaii. You, and I love the bet. food. I'm an eater. Are you an eater? Yeah, of course I am. Oh. Well, you heard about your Sunday roast, by the way. Yeah. You're, yeah. T- you're a t- two Sunday roast girl. Yes, I am. I'm a double Sunday roast. <laughs> double, 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 baby. <laughs> I love a Sunday roast. The same roast twice or would you go like beef then chicken? No, I don't do beef. I'll, oh. I'll do chicken and pork. Okay. Um, I just love it, but I just, I can't get enough gravy. When you do the two, right? When I, when I do a Sunday roast, I put my, my goggles on and my swimming cap on. Because nice. I just dive in. Literally dive To in. that gravy. Love it. Well, what love were it. you going to ask? I was going to ask, because if, when you two, when you double Sunday roast, we had a big conversation about it. Because there are different ways of double Sunday roasting. Are you asking for seconds? Are you going to a different restaurant and having a different Sunday roast? Does the waiter come up and say, would you like some dessert? And you go, no, I'll have another Sunday roast. Is it seconds or is it actually two whole meals? It's actually two come entire on. meals come at on. two different places. And I don't, strong. Yeah. Strong. Very two, strong. I eat all of my Sunday roast and then I rest for a few hours and then I'll go somewhere and I'll have a whole other Sunday roast <laughs> See, experience. I'm a, I'm a, this is making me hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. I'm up for a Sunday roast crawl <laughs> with Scherzinger anytime. But where do, where do I go? I still don't know where to go. Here. 
Yes, I want to know the best spot. Maggie Jones. Really? Maggie Jones restaurant, named after Princess Margaret because her pseudonym was Maggie Jones. And there's a restaurant called Maggie Jones and it's just off Nicebridge and it does the greatest Sunday really? restaurant. Really? Look, goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Can Actual I tell you when you were talking about that, I hope that people couldn't hear. You're gurgling. Because my stomach was rumbling. <laughs> if you played that back, it was like. Because Sher Gurgler. Sher Gurgler. Sher Gurgler. So you really going to rehearsals today? Absolutely. What time do you clock on? Um, well, usually it's been get to the theater at noon, but um, today I don't think I need to be until three, so I'm very lucky. So what will you do between three and showtime? Um, I'll go and try to figure the rest of my life out, Chris. <laughs> 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 Lots to organize in it and, and plan and prepare. I usually um, train, but I won't train today. Right. What, do you have a regular training regime? Um, I have a brilliant personal trainer named Eddie and he's just awesome. I train like an athlete. He's actually trains a lot of athletes. He's trained like LeBron you are James. You are. And you are. Um, we do like hit workouts and stuff for core and balancing and then weight training and everything. I love it. Like I said, it it's helps me psychologically. Yeah, of course it does. Physically. It's all about the mental space. And yeah. like I said, it gets me just like a weapon. Yeah, you, I, you, I love the fact you want to. You're weaponizing your talent, your physicality, your got, soul, your spirit, your love, your truth for this role in the West End. It's so cool that you said that. I'm going to be a weapon because that's what people want to see. They want to be moved. Somebody said to me once, "Your number one job, if you stand in front of people in public, whether you're making a speech, you're, you're singing a song, you're dancing, you're doing whatever, is to move them." Yes. People need to be moved. They want to be moved. You know, if they're drifting, they need shifting. It's as yes. simple as that. Or, or uplifting. Ab absolutely. Like, you, better, you better preach Chris Evans this morning. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you, you've never heard the show. I do. Well, you, it really gets on people's nerves. Wait till, you, wait till you see this show because you will be moved. I mean, I'm so grateful. But by the end, everybody's like said that they're just sobbing. I mean, I, I don't know if I could say it, but Jessica Chastain came to the show the other night. Well, there you go. And they said that she was sobbing. I mean, I'm the, I'm so glad I didn't know because I probably would have freaked out on stage. But it's like, yeah. I always tell J Jamie and I, we talk, and he's like, you got to be lethal on yeah. that stage. And will he be around for the whole run? Is that what happens? Um, he's here, but probably in some way. We'll be like... Because <laughs> if he's great, he won't be able to leave it alone. You know that. Yeah, he's... um. Gosh, I've, he's not missed a beat, that one. He's so brilliant. It's if it such bombs, an honor. you won't see him for dust. But no, if it's no, a hit. no, it's not going to bomb. <laughs> no, of course it's not going to bomb. It's, uh, it's a joke. Wait till you see it. It's just like so stripped back and superhuman. You're like in, it forced to be like drawn yeah. in and invested. And it's it's quite psychological. Yeah, of course it is. It's completely psychological. So now Tom is no shrinking violet when it comes to shredding. Uh, how's his fitness? <laughs> Like, when is it not 110%, ridiculous. Chris? Here, Max, it's ridiculous. Like, they don't even have a six-pack. It's like an eight-pack. It's like, what? Ten, 12-pack. I'm like always, I love my sweets. And I love chocolate. Mm. I, 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 I'm obsessed with these buckets from M&S. 
Do you these yeah, buckets they're ridiculous. with like I know uh, the ones you mean with the um with the mini the, the bites honeycomb and stuff. And the, yeah. yeah, and these uh the black bricks of joy. chocolate rolls. Oh my gosh, cornflake cakes. I have they're all crazy. of the buckets in my dressing room, and I eat them. And Tommy doesn't eat those things. You know That's why? why? He looks like he does. You know why? Because Sally brought him up on raw cabbage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. Sally they, Evans, Max, and Tom, right? They see they see a, a vegetable shop. They start salivating. They go, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You know that sugar stores they have. They call the sugar store, aren't they? They see a free and veg shop. That's the same because then Sally brought them up that way. Their mom is so healthy. She's just, she's a weapon. She she's a weapon. She's a weapon, and I love her. And she reminds me of my family. So that when I met her, I was like, oh, we're gonna get just along. She's brilliant. She is a weapon. She's brilliant. Nicole, it's great to see you, man. You too, I love Chris. it. I love it. You Nicole Scherzinger, Sunset Boulevard. Book in now. Get tickets while you can. There are tickets available, but these once the once the reviews come out, the previews are off the chain. Once the reviews come out, cheese, good luck. Cheese and biscuits, everyone. Good luck. Cheese with that. and biscuits. I love that. <laughs> we'll have to celebrate with the Sunday roast. Let's do it. Come on. Let's double up. Come on, fam. Yeah, Maggie Jones. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to be family. This is hilarious. They've got to, they've got to host us now, Maggie Jones. We've said them like ten times. Yeah, they don't need to. By the way, they are the Sunset Boulevard equivalent of a Sunday of a restaurant. <gasps> they are sold out forever. <sighs> they they the wine comes in these um, carafes, but they're massive carafes. They make a mark on the wine bottle with chalk when it arrives at your table, and then they mark it when it leaves your table, and you pay for whatever wine you. Oh, wow. it's that kind of place. They wax the tables. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. Oh You're going to love gosh. it. It's stunning. It's stunning. Stunning. <laughs> Just by the fire station um, on Kensington okay. High Street, I think. We're, right, we've got to go. We've got to go. You gotta, you've got to go. We've got to go. We've got another show tomorrow. Oh, you've got another show today. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people come in and can outshow us. But Scherzinger is one of them. Anything else you want to say to people before you leave? Um, just, I, I love this country. It's so good to be back. I feel like I'm an adopted Brit and, um, they've been just really good to us receiving it with their whole hearts. And I really appreciate that. So come out if you want to be moved. Yeah. Sunset <laughs> Boulevard until Saturday, the 6th of Jan. If you're lucky, 2024 Savoy Theatre tickets available via Sunset Boulevard, westend.com. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Love the 80s. <laughs> Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus.